0: Diving, diving deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Um, all
1: right, John, you ready to do a few for real or fugazi? I sure am. Okay, let's do it. For real or fugazi, John and I do this uh, each Thursday episode. We pick some topics from around the NFL and the world of sports. I read sentences declaratively as if they are true. John reacts to them by saying for real if he agrees with them or he thinks they are true and if he thinks that what I said is silly, stupid or false, he says
2: "fugazi."
1: Fugazi. It's Italian for counterfeit or fake or Sean is dumb. Um all right John, let's get to let's get to these right here. A couple quarterbacks I want to ask you about John. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, Arizona head coach, said in his weekly coaches radio hit this week that Kyler Murray is undoubtedly his week one starter for 2024. John, for real or for gazy, Kyler Murray will be under center for the Cardinals week one of next season.
2: I'll say for real, but he has no idea who's going to be available. What if they have Drake May or, or Jaden Daniels rated as a perennial pro bowl prospect and, uh, or somehow they get in position to draft Caleb Williams. He needs to say that right now. Murray needs to hear it. The team needs to hear it. And he'll probably be the starter. And remember way back when, when before the season, everybody said Arizona's got the first two picks in the draft, mm-hmm. theirs and the Texans, and they're going to take Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison, Jr., and, boy, a lot of people got egg on their face.
1: Yep, big time, big time. Um, all right, uh, the other quarterback I want to ask you about, John, this seems to be a little more up in the air than the Kyler Murray situation because this team does have the number one pick in the draft via Carolina, the Chicago Bears. All kinds of talk. Should they trade Justin Fields? Should they keep Justin Fields? They can have Caleb Williams if they want him, John, the Chicago Bears. like the, It is it is locked, signed, sealed, delivered. They have the number one overall pick, courtesy of the Bryce Young trade. For real or Fugazi, Justin Fields will be the week one starter in Chicago in 2024.
2: Fugazi. Justin Fields, if he plays well next year, is going to need an extension that's going to cost a fortune. You get Caleb Williams, you don't have to worry about it for four years. They'll extend him before they pick up his fifth-year option, or Drake May. And uh, all this talk, it looked like cut and dried. Matt Eberflus was going to get fired, and Justin Fields was going to get traded. And they're talking about maybe getting a two or three. Sam Darnold brought a two and a three and a six, I think. Mm -hmm. So they should be able to do better than that. But even though Fields has been good at times and he's flashed a lot of ability, this is his third year. You know, let's be honest, C.J. Stroud doesn't have great receivers. He's helped make Nico Collins into over a 1,000-yard receiver. Tank Dell helped him, but he had a lot to do with that, and Justin Fields has not been able to do that with the Bears receivers. So I'm thinking if they believe they get a chance to get a franchise quarterback, because nobody's saying Justin Fields is a franchise quarterback. They got to do it.
1: John can you imagine if the if the bears boy they trade let's say they trade Justin Fields and they get like a Darnold package for him they've already got the extra draft capital still coming in from carolina i think there's still more draft capital even next year i think there's another two coming in in 2025 i think for them can you imagine if they just said screw it we're going to bring in, I don't know, like they like they bring in a, like Kirk Cousins or somebody like that on free agency, and they flip the number one overall pick for a bunch of picks, and then they're just, they've are just they got like 15 picks in the draft or something. Or they've got first-round picks out the ass for like the next three or four years from whoever trade. They trade the number one pick two years in a row. How crazy would that be? And they're just flushing picks.
2: They're the Bears. Too about that, you know, John. they're the Bears, yeah. and uh, they probably screw up half of them. Yeah, no, and, I I'm
1: not um, being facetious. It'll either be Caleb Williams or Justin Fields as
0: their quarterback.
2: Yeah, or no, rule out Drake May. So much can happen between now. People, oh man, Michael Penix, he was great. He's going to be the first pick. No, dude,
0: no.
2: Uh, he might have played himself into the first round, but so much depends on what they look like in shorts and t-shirts, not yeah. what they look like in shoulder pads and a uniform in college. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Um, John, we know that CJ Stroud, well, actually, maybe we don't know, John. Um, let's do this. We'll do this for real or for gaze. John for real or for gaze, among all the big awards, MVP, defensive player of the year, offensive, defensive rookie of the year, coach of the year, executive of the year, the Texans will take home at least two pieces of hardware at the NFL honors.
2: Oh boy. I'm going to say that's true because I think I you hope know, will a lot of people are going to have their eyes open at Will Anderson Jr. and uh, so I think they're going to sweep the rookie awards. Just like the Jets did last year, I think D'Amico's going to come in second. Casario gets strong consideration. I can't imagine that anybody's done a better job than Nick, although I saw a national guy list five candidates. Yeah. Eric DeCosta was his number one. He didn't mention Casario. And I'm guessing it was an oversight because Nick's done such a great job. And I think the winner of the Saturday night game between the Texans calls, that coach is going to finish second to uh, – to uh Stefanski of Cleveland
1: yeah it's been like that's what I thought man going into that Cleveland game I'm like yeah D'Amico's got like a little round robin going on right now for the coach of the year award you know he plays two of the guys he's going against um all right John a couple more here uh let's see on the Pat McAfee show Aaron Rodgers made waves this week (laughs) because of a a a barb he fired fired at Jimmy Kimmel implying that Jimmy Kimmel is on the Jeffrey Epstein client list. Jimmy Kimmel fired back with threatened, with threats to sue Aaron Rodgers. John, for real or for Gazi? Pat McAfee needs to dump Aaron Rodgers from his show on a weekly basis.
2: Uh, I think that's for real, and that could come from Disney. Disney is ESPN's boss. Jimmy Kimmel makes a lot of money mm-hmm. working for Disney. And I love the way he started his tweet toward Rogers Rogers loves to stir the pot, but so much of it has nothing to do with football. I'd love to hear what he says about football. You know, I think he's off in outer space. Uh, but for him to say that, and you know, the list has come out and I kept looking for, for Jimmy Campbell. I see, I see Bill Clinton all over it. Donald Trump's on it a little bit. And, uh, I haven't seen all the names, but, um, I think for Rodgers to say something that off the wall, uh, that could lead to serious repercussions. And oh, yeah. uh, he doesn't need the million dollars a year he gets from McAfee. No. McAfee apologized, and I'm guessing somebody told him to. And so he's got to be very careful, or they're going to have to keep it to football. Yeah. Yeah. I, J.J. Uh... Watt's much more entertaining talking about football and things that don't have to do with uh, – being uh, out on uh, Uranus.
1: Well, I saw, I saw the apology. We played it on the show today. The apology from McAfee about the whole thing, and it was a, f- a pretty flimsy apology. It was very. But the 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 thing that made no sense to me, the, like this is, and Pat McAfee's not a stupid person. He's very smart. But the thing that was the dumbest thing to me that he said was during that whole diatribe. Is he's like, we we don't want any negative on the show. You know, we we want to just have positive, and we want to. You invite Aaron, you pay Aaron Rodgers a million dollars a year to be on your show. And you're like, we got to keep this a positive place. Like Aaron Rodgers is one of the most at times surly, skeptical, uh, conspiracy theory spewing. Like, what did you expect? Like this pool of positivity that you want to live in and you let Aaron Rodgers jump into it every week. Like this was bound to happen at some point.
2: I wonder if he stays on, if they will reel him in. And say from now, let's keep it to football.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. Um, I mean that that whole thing didn't. They, they were on a football question, and AJ Hawk decided to bring up the Epstein list for some reason. Like it wasn't an answer. It, like it wasn't a direct answer to a question or anything. It was just AJ Hawk took the conversation in a different direction, and and Aaron Rodgers bit on it. Um, all right, John. Two more. Um, if the Texans win, then uh, that we sit and we wait and we watch Jacksonville and Tennessee on Sunday afternoon. For real or for Tennessee's got a shot against the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: That's for real. Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry in their last games for the Titans, in which they're auditioning for other jobs, and they're healthy. They will lead the Titans to an upset victory over the Jaguars, and it will probably – I think uh, so many people – it's funny. I do two shows a week in Nashville, and they're asking me about all these national people – who are saying that uh, Rand Cawthorn and the GM and Mike Vrabel don't like each other. And then they're talking about they want to trade uh, Vrabel to the Patriots. And so I asked him, I said, all you guys are there every day and talk to people. Have any of you ever heard anything like that? And I told him, and one of them leading the charge is Jason and fora and we know he's never been wrong. And so Mike Lombardi started it. Mike said that his that Vrabel's contract's up, and it's not. He signed extension after 2021, two years ago. Vrabel was coach of the year, and they had home field advantage in the playoffs. Now they don't have talent. They've been bad. Still lost a lot of close games, and uh, people want to get him out of town. But I'll be stunned if he's gone. Yeah. And I don't know if he was if if he were fired. And I don't think he will be. But if he were, he'd get a job. With oh, no yeah. problem.
1: Yeah, Vrabel's very well respected. Lockham Four was part of the army of Baltimore people defending the decision to honor Ray Rice before the, Ugh. the game a couple weeks ago. Tell you, you know just long tweets about what a changed guy he is, which is awesome. If he's a changed guy, doesn't mean you have to honor the guy before a football game. <laughs> you know, um, Lockham Four is annoying. Um, John, the college football playoff national title game will be played at NRG Stadium on Monday night between Michigan and Washington. Bit of a disappointment for people here in Houston because I think a lot of people were hoping that Alabama and or Texas would be involved in this game. John Farrella Fugazi, there will be noticeable empty seats at the college football playoff title game on Monday night.
0: It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
2: Oh boy. Noticeable empty seats. I think I'm going to say for Casey because I haven't been able to say for Casey. I don't think they're going to be showing the upper rafters. That'll be blacked out. And, And of course there are a lot of Michigan fans coming in and, and um, uh, it's too bad because they wanted the Longhorns, been a, but great for the city of Houston, still could be an incredible game. We might be looking at two best teams, Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy, number one picks, both sides loaded with offensive linemen and pass rushers who are NFL prospects. And wouldn't it be just uh, Jim Harbaugh receiving the national championship trophy after he's been suspended twice might be suspended by the NCAA next season, but he's probably going to be in the NFL.
1: He probably will, John. Okay, let me. I asked Seth this question today. I'm going to ask you the same thing, just as a spectator to this game. My guess is you don't have a dog in the fight, right? Between Michigan and Washington. Like, do you really care who wins the game? Like, it, it just the schools I'm talking about. No,
2: like, I don't, don't care about the schools, but I want Washington just because I don't want Arbo to win.
1: That was my going to be my question. So, I like my, my feeling is okay what would make for a more fun spectacle jim harbaugh getting his comeuppance you know as the villain this year or jim harbaugh as the villain the victorious villain standing on stage getting the trophy handed to him amidst this rain of confetti up there because that's always fun when you know like there was a kind of a it was kind of fun watching jim crane and the astros get handed that trophy in 2022 and everybody hates them you know like it's that's a fun spectacle seeing the villain. Uh, you know, eventually the villain dies and gets their come up and someday the Astros are going to suck at baseball again, not anytime soon. But I don't know. You, What do you think is a bigger spectacle? Harbaugh getting the trophy or Harbaugh getting his ass kicked?
2: Well, it would be a bigger spectacle for him to get the trophy based on everything that's happened. But he's had his come up and so much because he never won a championship. I don't think true. And Kalen DeBoer has done a great job. At Washington, coming from small college and national championships, and Michael Penix after four injury-plagued seasons at Indiana, going there and what a success story he is! I would love to see the newbie, DeBoer, beat yeah. the guy that's been around forever. And what a season for the Harbaugh family! Jim is playing for the national championship. Yeah. John. Has the home field advantage in the AFC and might be the favorite to win his second Super Bowl. And for the mom and dad, man, you know it's great for
1: them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have you? I know you have. Like, I can't believe I saw the the footage this week of the Harbaugh parents getting interviewed. Holy smokes. Harbaugh, the Harbaugh dad looks exactly like Jim. Like if God you me? age, if you do age progression <laughs> software on Jim Harbaugh to see what, what's he going to look like in 25 years, it's that he, I thought it was him when I glanced at the video, I'm like, is this Jim Harbaugh doing like some gimmick or something? But like, no, it's oh, the dad. Holy t- he looks exactly like him. It's unbelievable. He does. It's you know, crazy. at least
2: he knows what he's going to look like Yeah, that's another true. 25, 30 years older.
1: That's true. That's true. I don't know. Harbaugh seems a little high strung to last another 25 or 30 years. Either he He's either lasting five more years or 100 more years. There's no in-between with Jim Harbaugh. Well, he can
2: stay at Michigan for life, or he can go to the NFL and worry about getting fired four or five years.
1: If you were Harbaugh, what NFL job would you want right now? I'd want the, ones the Chargers
2: are- and Justin Chargers Herbert job. in L.A. Yeah. and talent on both sides of the ball. That's the best. The worst? Absolutely. The Panthers and David oh, yeah. Tepper is your owner.
1: Yeah, he ain't going there. He ain't going to Carolina to try to rehab Bryce Young's career and deal with that guy, deal with David Tepper on a daily basis, literally on a daily basis. They're going to have to
2: worry about a desperate coach who's out out of work, wants to be a coach again desperately, and will take anything or a young (laughs) guy who's hungry to have one of the 32 jobs.
1: You mean like the guy they just fired this year, Frank Ryan? Yes, exactly. That's That's what he was. Oh, my God. It's uh.